The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and I'm flying solo, this is a weekend bulletin from Axon, we're going to be looking at the upcoming Rangers game, uh, there's been a few issues obviously through the international break that have come to light that Neil Lennon is going to have to deal with, so let's have a wee look at what you think will be Celtic's typical lineup against Steven Gerrard's Rangers, I'll give you what I think and you can give me as many comments as possible because uh, this is a, a short weekend bulletin, I'm on my own and uh, so I'm relying on you guys and girls to get involved but uh, interestingly enough Celtic were involved in some action the other day there, a bounce game against Motherwell yesterday uh, where we won 2-1 up at Lennox Town the goals coming from that man Lee Griffiths and Anthony Ralston so Anthony Ralston is still with the club, he's still part of that first team squad We've mentioned Ralston a few times actually on a Celtic state of mind and um, you know we were looking at whether or not he was 
still part of the the, the thinking behind uh, Neil Lennon's first team squad. He effectively would be the third choice right back, wouldn't he? After El Hamid and um, Frimpong, who I don't actually think is a right back. So Ralston's still in there and he scored a goal, so fair play uh, to Ralston. He's got a lot of um, first team experience with Celtic and uh, St Johnston under his belt, as well as a short spell at Dundee United. So I don't know if he's still classed as a potential for first team action this season, but good to see him part of that, as were other first teamers, Scott Bain. Uh, Stephen Welsh, Soro, as Myla Soro was in the team, Scott Brown, um, Karamoko Dembele and Olivier Encham, as well as the aforementioned Lee Griffiths, who scored again, that's what he's good at. Um, and of, of course, uh, Lack Salt also got a full 90 minutes under his belt, so that was good. So, does that make any difference to the way that you're thinking about the Celtic lineup? Well, I think um, a few interesting things there, actually. Soro getting game time, Laxalt, who obviously played a full game. Do you throw a new signing into a Derby Day debut? It's happened in the past uh, several times. We did speak about some famous debuts against Rangers. It's a big game to throw a player into. Um, I don't think it will phase Laxalt in any way, shape or form. He's played at the top level on an international basis. Um, you know, we signed him from AC Milan. He can handle this. Absolutely. And in actual fact, he does make my start in a lineup, um, my start in 11, which I'll read through in just a second. Uh, Dembele, that was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because we did speak about how the youngster uh, was looking to move on. I'm delighted that Celtic kept a hold of him uh, during that transfer window. And I also reckon that, you know, he's one of these players that Neil Lennon's going to turn around. I think we've seen it already. We've seen Neil Lennon's man management skills with Lee Griffiths, both last season and this season. He's gotten back into the team a couple of times. He started scoring goals last season. Exactly the same thing has happened this season. Um, and I don't know if Neil Lennon gets enough credit, actually, for his man management ability, uh, because he's done it with uh, Griffiths. He's also done it with Cham, who played yesterday in the bounce game as well, and Cham wanted to leave this time last year, and uh, went to the, the French press to say as much. Thankfully, Lenny turned him round, uh, got him playing again. And he's a player, you know, he's a he's a really technically gifted player when he's on form, is Olivier and Cham. And I'm looking at uh, Dembele, you, you know, we were talking about uh, the the link to, to various wingers over the the transfer deadline period, and, you know, when that window was open, quite a number of wingers was mentioned, and um, you don't know how much interest we had in uh, some of these guys that were referenced. But, you know, Karamoko Dembele started the season off really, you know, probably, well, definitely behind James Forrest and uh, probably behind Frimpong also. Frimpong's come in and at the moment due to Forrest's injury, he's a first choice on the right-hand side uh, in an offensive sense. But Dembele did start off on the bench. He's disappeared from view recently. And obviously the uh, talk was that he was looking to move out of Celtic Park. It didn't happen. Uh, now he's got a, a game under his belt, uh, albeit a friendly, a bounce game. Will he be in contention for a place on the bench? I don't think so, but it is good to see him back in action. The goals scored against Motherwell were from that man, Lee Griffiths, and the forgotten man, Tony Ralston. So well done to, to Ralston. Now, when I named my team that I was thinking about last last week, uh, obviously the, there was issues with Christie being selected, there was issues with Edward being selected as well. And, you know, I don't think Edward will start due to the, um, the fact that he'll be in isolation, he'll return to the country the night before the game. It's not an ideal uh, preparation for him, although he is a star man, absolutely. Uh, but Beaton, I'd kind of written off Beaton's involvement in the Rangers game, and then he pops up and plays for Israel against Scotland, and, uh, you know, he did say that uh, he, he went against the club's wishes and he wasn't answering the phone to Neil Lennon. Um, however, as he put himself into contention for the, the Rangers game, it had, you know, a couple of very good games at the back for Celtic, very composed, he's got that experience, and, um, you know, he's going to make it onto my bench, and I'll explain my decision, certainly, as we move on. What kind of concerns do we have? 
I mean, let's be let's be totally honest here. We can't go into any game and say, you know, we've no concerns about this player or that player. There's some handy players there in, in Rangers' side. They will be Celtic's main challengers this season. Uh, absolutely no doubt about it. I've bigged up Hibs. I like Jack Ross and John Potter at Easter Road. Um, and what I've said is they obviously will be pushing to be Scotland's second force um, at this moment in time. Uh, but Rangers, you know, I don't fear any of their, their players, uh, of course, but we need to be aware of uh, Borna Barisic, I think, uh, left-back, and James Tavernier at, um, at right-back. I think that says it all, actually. They're, for me, they're the two most effective players. You've also got Ryan Kent, who we need to be uh, very wary of, I think, because, you know, I don't think he's got the temperament to be a top-class footballer, which is probably why he's playing for Rangers and in Scottish football at this stage of his career, moving on from, from Liverpool. Um, however, he's one of these guys who might pop up um, if he can remain composed, that is. So he's the he's probably the third player. But uh, the way that I've set up my Celtic side is with Barisic and Tavernier in mind. Um, John Beaton. John Beaton is going to be um, officiating the game. Now, does that surprise us? Well, you know, I had a great conversation actually yesterday with Jim Orr, uh, Jim Orr the playwright, and Jim has written various plays, um, famously Bender Lake Bratback. He's working on Bender Lake Bertie about uh, the one and only Bertie Old, so I'm looking forward to that. But Jim and I were speaking about how things happen in Scottish football that actually don't surprise you because we almost expect it. And uh, John Beaton is taking charge of the Celtic Rangers game. Um, and that's on the back of, obviously, the infamous appearance of Beaton. After uh, a Rangers victory, Ibrox Beaton appears in a Rangers boozer, getting selfies and um, obviously quite happy with the result. However, you know, even despite that, he is going to be the, the man with the whistle in charge of the game. And that that's a bigger concern for me than any of the Rangers players, to be honest with you. I'd, I've already spoken out against some of the the standard refereeing so far this season. The games in particular for Celtic have been against Dundee United. It was, it was a shocking performance by the ref, uh, which resulted in actual fact in Edouard being injured. And of course, Edouard missed the European game as a result of being kicked all over Tanadice. Um, you know, and that that's down to the referee allowing it to happen. And in the St Johnston game, the standard was absolutely appalling. Again, I've never seen so many tackles go unpunished uh, from one team. Davidson, for example, two red card offences. Uh, Frimpong kept all over McDermott Park, and um, you know that was partly the reason why the game was so close right up to the end because not only were they defending in numbers but they were booting Celtic players all over the pitch and um, so already the officiating has come in for criticism on a Celtic state of mind and John Beaton's the the man in charge so there's another element that we need to deal with before I run through uh, the team that I think we should be playing I'll run through some of the, the suggestions and the comments that are coming through you can comment on Facebook, Twitter and via YouTube if you are Follow us. So follow myself in a Celtic State of Mind on Facebook and Twitter. And on YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel is A State of Mind. So get subscribing on there. It's all free of charge. And as I say, I mean, it's the, the Axon Bulletin, which normally runs from Monday to Friday. But we'll be doing one today and tomorrow as well because there's no football to look forward to. Because I'm doing it myself, there may be a few... Um, refreshment breaks so apologies in advance uh, Liam McLaughlin uh, you've just said Barkas and I agree with you He's, he is the first name on the team sheet these days despite the fact that you know it wasn't all that long ago that uh, somehow in the Scottish media they were criticising Barkas our four and a half million pound uh, goalkeeper who we signed from AEK Athens and um, he certainly is one of these guys I can just see in him that um, you know he's, he's becoming a real fan's favourite and uh I'm not going to like him, liken him to uh, Arthur Boric, but I think he will really uh, love and relish the challenge against Rangers when it comes around. Uh, Michael uh, Jensen. Michael is commenting on YouTube, and you don't think that Ralston can cut it, and, and you're unconvinced. I do remember some of his early performances, Michael, looking at him, and after we had seen the introduction of Kieran Tierney on the other side of the pitch, uh, you know, it was going to be difficult for anyone to really make the, any kind of impact to that level of KT. So Ralston came into the team 
probably not with as much pressure, to be fair. But if you're going to impress us as Celtic fans after we've seen Kieran Tierney's performances, then you know you're going to have to have something about you. And uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Ronnie Dyler that gave him his debut. Uh, you know, I was quite impressed. A lot of people say to me he's a journeyman player, um, not Celtic class. I've heard all of these things. You know, on a domestic level, I think that. You know, I don't think he's he's definitely the answer. I don't think he's a first choice at Celtic. But at the moment, we don't have, you know, a plethora of right backs. Uh, he's still a young player. And is he worth keeping his back up? Yeah, I think he probably is. I think he played maybe 40 games for St. Johnson, 30 or 40 games for St. John, uh, St. Johnson domestically. He's got European experience for Celtic. Of course, there was the infamous incident with Neymar. I don't know if that's aged very well, to be fair, but um, I don't know. It's just a lot of Celtic fans seem unconvinced by him. But, um, you know, it's good to see the boy playing. Uh, he's certainly not being loaned out uh, during that transfer window. So we'll see how that develops for him. And Hugh Connolly comes in to say, keep up the great content. Well, Hugh, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, hence the reason I'm here on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, just to put out a Celtic bulletin through a Celtic state of mind, we're asking how should Neil Lennon line up against Rangers? We've got a few things to consider um, that have been completely out of our control. Now, Mark O'Donnell, you're also commenting on YouTube, get the feeling that Lenny wants Griff starting. And depending on Eduard, who I think won't make it, it will be a Yeti with Klamala uh, sub to swap with either. You know, again, we have spoken about this, the way that the situation has worked. Did I expect us to have four strikers uh, all vying for one or two jerseys? We don't always play with the two up front, of course. Um, no, I certainly did not. And it's a great position for Neil Lennon to be in. I've got to say, you've got the, the hard-working application of uh, Patrick Clamalla, which has put him into the, the thoughts of the, the gaffer when he's picking this side. You've got Eduard, who is by far and away, um, the classiest out of all the players that we have in that position, although he hasn't been at his best, and he's, you know, the manager has admitted that. Um, I'm not convinced Eddie will start. Just due to the circumstances, yeah, he's got the you know positive for the virus, first and foremost. How's that affected him physically? I know he's came out uh, on social media saying that he's okay. But, um, you know, it can take it out of you. Perhaps energy-wise, you know, your levels um, may be affected as a result of the virus. I'm sure they will be. He's not uh, training the way or to the intensity that he normally would. So I don't think Eduard would start. But even a, a, a not fully fit Eduard should certainly be on the bench. You've then got Griffiths. Do I get the feeling that he's going to start? I do, actually, Mark. I agree with you. I think that... Um, Griffiths will start, I really do. He's coming at the perfect time. And there was quite a few discussions uh, throughout the season about Lee Griffiths and to the point, and I can understand why, but a few Celtic fans were telling us, you know, let's stop talking about Griffiths and Rogic. They're done, they're finished, they're, they're history. Um, but I didn't accept that. I thought Rogic was on his way out like everybody else, you know, for £4 million to uh, Qatar, but... You know, that broke down, so it's through circumstances that he's back in the plan. Uh, I think Griffiths, I think Neil Lennon has worked very um, long and hard with Lee Griffiths, and it's now time for Lee to repay him and to repay the Celtic support, all the faith that we've had in Griff. And uh, I would just love to see him starting, I really would. Even if he's got 60 minutes in his legs, I'd love to see him starting. Again, a Yeti, we don't know how fit he's going to be. He's missed a, a few weeks after pulling up uh, directly after scoring a goal against uh, Livy. So, a Yeti, uh, you know, he would be a starter, wouldn't he, if he was fit? But I'm unsure if he's going to be fit. Uh, the two fittest, I think, strikers are, are going to be Klamala and Griffiths, but it all comes down to uh, whether or not we actually play two strikers. I think we will play two up top, but it may not be two strikers. Um, so, Mark, thanks for your comments. Liam McLaughlin, let's have a look at your full team then. Uh, Barkas and goals, you're going for Ayer, Duffy and Beaton. Interesting, very interesting, but I can see why. You've got Frimpong, out right, Laxalt out left, Brown and McGregor weighing Cham in front of them with Eddie and Griffiths. Brilliant. I mean, it's a great side. It's very similar to the one I'm, I've chosen as well, Liam. Um, and you've you've commented there uh, that a Yeti would play if Eddie is out. And I think there is a big chance that Eddie will be out. And uh, everybody commenting on Facebook, 
I really appreciate your comments. I don't know who's commenting unless you go through the very short registration process through StreamYard. They are a trustworthy source. Um, So don't hesitate to do that. And I can see your avatar and I know who I'm speaking to also. Another comment on Facebook, Ayeti and Eddie up top. Um, If Ayeti not fit, it has to be Wee Lee. Well, this is a big question really. You know, we've got four strikers there. Um, Eduard is ill at the moment. Ayeti's coming back from an injury. Griffiths is um, trying to regain some fitness, hence the reason why he played and scored against Motherwell in the the closed doors game. But every game's closed doors these days, isn't it? So, you know, Griffiths is coming back as well. And the fittest striker we've got at the club is Patrick Clamalla. And he's the guy that's shown all the dedication uh, to his conditioning and fair play to him. Um, And, you know, the determination that he showed against St. Johnson to score that second goal was very impressive indeed. Will he start against Rangers, though? I don't think he will. Now, Michael, uh, you're commenting on YouTube. Got to be a 3-5-1-1. Barkas, Duffy, Julian, Ayer, Frimpong, Brown, McGregor, and Cham, Laxalt, Ayeti, and Eddie. Um, only changes from that team that I've picked, Michael, is I've got Griffiths starting up front, and I've got El Yunusi just off him. And I know... He's not played brilliantly in the last couple of games, El Yunusi, but I think uh, this is the, the type of game, as I said at the, the top of the show there, my biggest concerns are the referee, before we look at the Rangers side, but I, I, I do rate Barisic, I think he's an excellent player, and and I, and I know some of the comments that have been made about Tavernier in relation to how good a signing he's been. No, there's absolutely no doubt he's a very uh, influential player in that side, so I would need to try and nullify both of those players by getting Frimpong and Laxalt just to run at them. I've, like most people on on the show here, you know, I'm relying on video footage to see uh, Laxalt, and I've been watching a lot of the the video footage of him playing internationally. Um, and then you know, he, he looks a player. He looks like a strong, strong runner. He's got a trick about him. Um, he, he's a he's a dribbler. He creates a lot of chances. Uh, he likes a strike, and I just think him down the left, Rimpong down the right, um, you know, would scare the life out of any fullbacks, but it also nullifies one of the, the main threats, um, which is the fullbacks in this Rangers side. Uh, the, the as I say, the only changes I've got from that team, Michael, on personal uh, note, is Griffiths to start with El Yunusi just off his shoulder, so not starting with two out and out strikers. Um, Barca boy would love to see Clamalla start for the pressure and closing down of their backline. Well, actually, when you look at it, if you start off with Frimpong and Laxalt down both sides and the running of, uh, you know, Klamala through the middle, similarly with Griff, Griff does that as well. You know, he's a nuisance to, to the back line. Um, so it is going to be very interesting to see. And of course, we will also continue in our discussions in relation to uh, Ryan Christie, um, whether or not he's going to be playing. It seems very unlikely at this moment in time due to the quarantine uh, rules that uh, we were reminded this morning by Big Sutty that uh, obviously we subscribe to those rules, we signed up to those rules and we've got to abide by them. Um, it seems quite harsh, I've got to say, it does seem quite harsh on Christie under the circumstances, having uh, kept uh, to all the rules and um, through no fault of his own, He's having to quarantine due to someone else proving positive. So very unfortunate. But I'm not going to write him into my team because I think it's very unlikely that he will be considered for selection. On Facebook, we've got Barkas, Julian, Duffy and Ayer, Frimpong, Laxalt, Brown, McGregor and Cham, Griffiths and Ayeti. Again, very similar to my side. Although I don't uh, have a Yeti start and I've got El Yunusi. Under normal circumstances, I would have a Yeti. I think he's absolutely outstanding. Um, my first two, uh, if everybody was fit at this moment in time, would be uh, a Yeti and Eduard. So um, this is all down to who's going to be fittest, who's going to be ready for the game. Now, Tony Hutton, welcome to the show. Tony, great to hear from you. And Cham is good when on form. The form seems to be the problem. Doesn't do it often enough. You know, th- this is the thing. Um, Tony, I, I totally agree with that because when you see him, he, he can look like technically the best midfield player that we've got. He can do things that no one else on the, the park can do for Celtic. Some of the chances that he creates, you know, the passing ability is incredible. Um, but 
it's one of these ones I'm not going to say he's a four or a nine, but he's very inconsistent, isn't he? And um, some stato might come along and say, well, he's not, and here's the stats. But to my um, casual eye, I think he is in- inconsistent. And when he's good, he's very, very good. So it's a big game. He's played plenty of games against Rangers. He's, had, he's been involved in victories against Rangers. And that's maybe why Lenny will consider him as a starter. Patrick Murphy via YouTube would go with Barkas. Alhamid, Duffy and Julian, Frimpong and Luxalt as the, the wing backs, Brown and McGregor in the engine room. Now there's an interesting one as well, Turnbull, Eduard and Griffiths. Now, obviously Turnbull uh, would be taking the place of Encham in my side, I can see why. Domestically, I don't think a, a Rangers game would phase him in any way, shape or form. He won't have an issue with that. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me, I've got to say, it would not surprise me if he started. So uh, Turnbull, a very, very good option in that area of the pitch. Eduard and Griffiths, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Eduard and Griffiths uh, starting the game, but I don't think Eduard will be ready. Uh, we're going to have to be very careful with Eddie. You know, he is... Um, you know, at the moment recovering from a very unpredictable and serious virus at this moment in time. And, you know, after that broke and we discussed it on the show, I went away and reflected on the fact that we were focusing on the Rangers game and I hope that, you know, people realise that my, my first thought is about the, the health of the player as well. Um, Maddie Haston on YouTube, a Yeti and Griff up top again, you know, We've not seen that yet, have we? No, we haven't, because Griffiths has only played 15 minutes first-team football. And, you know, the prospect of either Griffiths or Eduard with a Yeti uh, developing a partnership is one uh, that, you know, I'm very excited about. I think that our first two picks under normal circumstances would be Eduard and a Yeti, as I say. Griffiths comes into those plans because we know what he can do. Klamala has worked his way into the plans as well and is a great option on the bench. And um, so beating is going to be, I just hope that the focus... As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This isn't on the, um, uh, you know, the decisions of the referee uh, on a week on Saturday because obviously I have my concerns I've got my concerns and I don't mind saying it uh, when a referee after a victory at Ibrox se- you know, almost celebrates uh, with fellow Rangers fans it's a, a deep concern, you wonder where else on the planet that would be allowed um, but we'll just reward them with another Rangers game Hugh Conley welcome back to the show Hugh I still think with the situation, Lenny could shock everyone and play Griffiths and Clamalla up front. Well, it would be a risk, you know, but um, he's not averse to it, is he? Um, shocking us with his team lines. And oh, I'm a big Lenny fan. I'm a massive Neil Lennon fan. And he's been through this as a player and as, as a manager several times. And, uh, you know, I trust that the team that he picks will be the right team on the, on the day. The team that I'm picking is is my suggestion, my predicted 11, not what I think Neil Lennon will choose. Michael Quinn uh, reckons that we definitely start with Griffiths and Eddie if fit. Laxalt in for Taylor. Beaton with Duffy and Ayer. Well, Beaton was kind of out of the plans last week, wasn't he? And then he pops up and plays for Israel. And uh, I think he shocked everybody, Neil Lennon included. Um, so, yeah, he's back in the plans and I'm looking at, uh, let's run through my team then. And I'm looking at my team, would he start? He would be on the bench for me. So Barkas, he's a, he's a first pick every single week. Brilliant. He's come in. He got his usual criticism from the Scottish media. He seems cool as a cucumber, even when he makes kind of mistakes. It, it doesn't seem to affect him. I don't think the occasion will affect him. Um, it's going to be a very unusual occasion to be playing Rangers with... No fans. I mean, I know that Celtic have had to play them in the past with no fans, with no Celtic fans and with very few Celtic fans uh, due to the decision makers at Tybrox. But uh, no fans at all. It's just toe-to-toe. Do Celtic have a better squad? Do Celtic have a better starting 11 than Rangers? Yeah, 100%. Do Celtic have a better manager than Rangers? Well, absolutely. The Rangers managers never won a thing in management. 
not a single trophy has he won. And Neil Lennon has won numerous titles. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely, as a player and as a manager. But if you just want to look at the managerial honours, then, you know, Gerard's still a rookie. He's never won a thing. So we've got the better players. We've got the better manager. Home advantage, does it exist? I still think it does. You're still playing at your home ground. There's no fans there, but you're still playing at your home ground, a place where you're more familiar with. Uh, so yeah, we've got that. There's no fans there, which is unfortunate. Where do Rangers get an advantage? John Beaton. That's th- that's their advantage and that's my concern. So Barca starts for me. Um, I'm playing with three centre-halves and I think that um, what we had before Duffy came in was with Julian and I. They, they were you know your first picks. Didn't have a, be- a, a great day at the office against Kelly. And uh, after that game, Ayer was dropped. There was then the speculation that um, linked him to AC Milan. That speculation was confirmed by Maldini, who said that he was one of many players on a shortlist. Um, did it uh, unsettle him at all? Was his performances um, affected? I know many Celtic fans who aren't that impressed with him anyway, but I do, I do like Ayer. I think that there is a partnership between him and Julian, but I also think that since Duffy arrived... The Ayer's more um, solid as a defender. As much as I love the the big runs, the big galloping run, runs, 40, 50 yards by Ayer, we don't see as many of them since Duffy came in. I think Duffy is talking them through games. I think the experience of Duffy is doing Ayer the world of good. The question then would be, do, do you throw Julian in after being out for several weeks with a back injury? He didn't play against Motherwell to get him fitness. There was a suggestion that he may have done um, well, if you don't put him in, you've got Elhamid and you've got Beaton. Uh, Elhamid, who you can trust, I think he's uh, particularly useful when Frimpong is playing because Frimpong's defensive duties, uh, I think, are lacking. Uh, but Frimpong's got to start because of the threat he has offensively. So even with that in mind and with the fact that Elhamid's great cover for Frimpong, I'm going to start with Julian Duffy and Ayer as my three at the back. Uh, Laxalt, as I've already mentioned, I'm going to give him his debut down that left, running at uh, Tavernier. Frimpong down the right, likewise with Barisic, trying to nullify the two fullbacks. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, Rangers winning the midfield battle in, uh, in some games uh, last season, League Cup final, and then obviously in December as well when they beat us at Celtic Park. Brown and McGregor in the engine room. Uh, they're they're the guts, they're the legs um, that we've got in there, and with in Cham in front of them, um, he's the technician. He's the one that's going to be linking midfield to forward. And the two up top would be Griffiths with Elianusi just playing off off him. Um, why would I say that? Well, Elianusi for me started off as uh, our best option on the left. Um, then he had a number of performances where I started wondering if he was uh, a left sided player. We moved him inside after some performances that he had for Switzerland. He obviously scored in Europe and then he's played pretty well um, for a couple of games after that. Kind of gone off the boil over the last game and a half. But I think in this game, uh, due to the the fitness issues that we have with Eduard and Ayeti, I I can't see Griffiths and Klamala starting. I reckon El Yunusi will start up there. And had Christie been allowed to, he'd be the guy that would that would start up there. So on the bench, we've got Bain, Ayeti, Klamala, Eduard, three strikers, uh, Rogic, Beaton, Elhamid, Turnbull and Taylor. Beaton being uh, the player that I bring in for Sorrow, who I named last week. And why? Because he's fit. He's obviously fit because he's played for Israel. So let's have a look at uh, some of your other some of your other uh, your comments uh, Tony Hutton stop the 10 is in full steam ahead mood Paul you know I try my best Tony I try my best not to be paranoid uh, not to come across as a paranoid Celtic supporter um, some say we weren't paranoid enough Tony but yeah I do have my concerns and you know that he is going to be the man in charge I hope that um, our experienced players you know Shane Duffy Scott Brown McGregor uh, get on top of him right from the kick-off, don't give him a, an inch to, to move, don't give him any breathing space whatsoever and let him know that he's in a game and, you know, there won't be any of the shenanigans that we've maybe seen against uh, Dundee United and St. Johnston this season. 
John McGackey, only in Scotland would a supporter of a club get to referee one of their games. And, you know, again, we've spoken about it on a Celtic state of mind. Uh, the argument would be that the vast majority of referees will either support Celtic or Rangers, granted. Uh, but, and also it's difficult again, um, you know, because if they're refereeing another game that could affect uh, points for Celtic or for Rangers, then, you know, there would be this unconscious bias, as uh, John Barnes uh, spoke about on a previous episode of Axon. Of course it exists, and it exists in refereeing as well, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Cathal Tanelli at 3511, Barkas. We've then got Ayer Duffy and Julian, totally agree with you. Frimpong, Calmac, Brown and Chamlick Salt, myself as well. Griff and Paddy. So the only one change from the team that I've got, uh, you're playing Klamala, whereas I've got El Yunusi. If you play Klamala up there, absolutely, put El, El Yunusi on the bench. He's a great option there, plays a few different positions. And we still have, obviously, Eduardo and Ayeti, should any of the, the two forwards have an off day or get injured. Um, Tommy, Tommy Crookshanks agrees that Klamala and Griffiths should start up front with Eddie on the bench. Um, yeah, he's not he's not doing it just now, Edward. But yeah, I think Lenny actually spoke about that, didn't he? he said that he'd been affected with uh, some of the speculation that was flying about. He's a Celtic player, and he needs to just knuckle down now and get on with it, really. Uh, but obviously, since then, we've had the news that he that he tested positive for COVID. So we hope that uh, first and foremost that he's in the best of health, and if he is, and he's and, and he's able to join the squad then I reckon he will be on the bench, absolutely. Um, IH decorating after Elhamid's performance against Scotland. I'd be very tempted to put him at left wing back. Yeah, he played excellently out there, didn't he? Don't think Luxall has played many games of late, which is probably why um, he played uh, a full 90 minutes against Motherwell. Just to get some minutes into those legs. Um, I'm going for Luxall simply because... What does the fixture really mean to him? You know, he's not one of these players that will be affected by the, the build-up um, or have an association with, you know, previously with one club or the other. So he comes in, he's a, he's a big game player, he signs for Celtic, he plays a game. And, and sometimes I think that's what, you know, is a benefit often of bringing players from overseas is that um, although they, they've got to know the, the magnitude of the game, and who who better to tell him about that than Neil Lennon and the captain Scott Brown? I just don't think it would phase him, uh, which is uh, the reason I'd put him in. Fitness wise, you're absolutely right, and we've tried to get ninety minutes in his legs yesterday, so uh, we shall wait and see. Owen McGrandall reckons that we have to play two up front, uh, and lo- let's hope the attack uh, Tavernier as he is weak in his defending. I think he is, and that again goes back to uh, like salt. I'd have him running. Um, Tavernier ragged um, even if it's just for 60 minutes you know just run at him Frimpong run at Barisic nullify their threat Fat Boy Slim Dembele any chance this year it's a good question isn't it I mean he started off on the bench uh, for Celtic this season which meant he was uh, one of the first 20 players on a team sheet um, at 17 years of age that, that you know you've got to say that's some achievement um, his uh, rise uh, through the ranks at Celtic has been something that has been well documented. There's never been so much hype about him since uh, um, Islam Farouz. Never ever thought that we would be speaking about the two of them in the same breath in relation to departing Celtic too soon. And I really do hope that Dembele stays a Celtic player. Um, will he get games this season? I think that uh, what's happened before is that players have been written off uh, by supporters, myself included uh, but Neil Lennon has managed to work with them and get them back into his plans and he knows looking at the right hand side of that park between you know, the beginning of October right through to the end of December, we could really benefit from having another right sided player James Forrest is, is injured as we all know, I think six weeks out with a the, with the fracture uh, you've got Frimpong firing on all cylinders but you look at the treatment that he took you know, against St Johnston and uh, it was just, uh, you know, move after move was breaking down because he was getting booted all over the park. If he gets injured, we're kind of struggling out there. You then play Elhamid, who isn't, you know, Elhamid's so adaptable, but, you know, he, he isn't naturally an offensive player, even though 
his cross was excellent for Griffiths to open the scoring against St Johnson. So then Belly, it would be for the benefit of the squad, the wider squad, if he did come in and, and get some game time. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, so Stephen Forbes, welcome back Stephen, it's always welcome, you're always welcome on the podcast and on the broadcast One week from now, we could be two points clear at the top with a game in hand and have put a marker down for this season We're long overdue a champion's performance against them and I'm confident we'll get one Well absolutely, we are aren't we, um, we're getting used to the, the five ones um, at, at one point weren't we uh, it seemed like a, you know, every time we played them, it was an easy game, and you know, I don't like to to give credit just for credit's sake, but they've been a much harder opponent since Stephen Gerrard took over. Absolutely no doubt about it. And um, obviously, the League Cup final, uh, we won, which is the main thing. Uh, but it was a tough, tough game. It really was a tough game. They beat us at uh, Celtic Park, uh, albeit we missed a penalty. Um, you know, and we, sometimes we talk about the, the last Celtic Rangers game that Beaton was a, the, the referee in a Tybrox a 1 0 game. And looking back on that goal that McGregor scored, it could have been a 1 each and we get away, f- away from Ibrox, maybe with an undeserved point, but we don't get beaten the game. And it's similar at, at Celtic Park. We miss the penalty. Christy misses the penalty. But uh, yeah, they, they, they have beaten us um, a few times now and they are a challenge. And I think that Celtic, if they play to our full capabilities, um, have the players. We, we definitely have the players. And I, th- and I do think we have the manager. People might uh, disagree with that. Some of the changes that uh, Lenny's made tactically, substitute-wise, uh, have won us games this season. And, and Gerard's never won a thing, so we do have the manager. Um, Fat Boy Slim would be worried if we go one up top. And going back to your point, Stephen, you know we were told we would be eleven points behind Rangers. That that was a narrative, wasn't it? And it's not quite worked out like that. And um, Stephen Kenneth, eighty-eight, welcome back to the show, Stephen. Uh, you're commenting on Twitter. John beating appointed the ref for the Derby next week. Thoughts, or does it matter who the ref is? I think it does. You know, I do often get the Jockstein quote regarding about, you know, if you're good enough, you win the game regardless of the referee. That I'm obviously paraphrasing. Um, and again, I don't actually, I don't buy into that. There's plenty of other comments that uh, Mr. Steen made around about that time about the officiating. And there's plenty of players I've spoken to who were under the tutelage of Jockstein um, who also speak along those lines in, in terms of the fact that he knew we were up against it. Uh, regardless of who was refereeing back then, uh, but there's some there are some worse than others at this moment in time. Who? Uh, here's a question for you that may be a difficult one. Who do you reckon would be the best man to manage that? Now, who would be the most uh, balanced referee to referee that Celtic Rangers game? Give me your opinions on that. That'd be an interesting one. Um, Stephen Forbes, Beaton's decision to play for Israel against Scotland could have backfired with his injury record. But as with his recent club form, he impressed again. Will Neil Lennon start him against Rangers? Would it surprise you, Stephen? Would it surprise you? You know, Beaton is a go-to player for Lenny, isn't he? Um, just as John Hayes was previously. One of the guys that Lennon can rely on. You can play him centre-half. We all kind of consider Beaton as a centre-half now. Uh, obviously came into the club as a, as a midfielder. He can play in the midfield. And um, he's so cool on the ball. What you've got when he plays... Is uh, you know he is a ball player. He's got the distribution. You've got Ayer who's got the legs. He likes to run with the ball, as I've said before. And then you've got Duffy who does a, a big bit of the kind of ugly work, uh, the defensive duties a lot of the time. Uh, Julian again is another guy who loves to spray the passes all around the park. So what are you getting if you bring Beaton in um, at the loss of Julian? Is Julian a first a first pick when fit? I think he is. Julian came into the the starting eleven and, and impressed. That form continued against Scotland. And yeah, it certainly could have backfired. Absolutely no doubt about it. Um, now, Van, you are commenting on YouTube. We've had several games with home fans only, but to my knowledge, never no fans at all. Strange occasion, but could suit the likes of Laxalt, Barkas and a Yeti to go and play without that added pressure. I think that's what I was talking about before, Van, uh, in relation to a player coming in with no knowledge of the fixture, you know, no added uh, pressure on there. And, you know, they go in and they, and they perform well, and I think that can work in your favour uh, with Laxalt. 
the DJ of choice, Eddie can't play one day after getting rid of the Rona. He will need to recuperate. Zlatan is still trying to get back his fitness after three weeks of having it. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. And I think as football fans often, we lose, we lose a bit of the old... Um, Focus, don't we? We're just talking about the Rangers game, but if you've been uh, cooped up and isolating for a few uh, weeks, uh, or you know, seven days, or ten days, fourteen days, it's going to affect you, isn't it? Your uh, energy levels, never mind your fitness levels. Um, uh, Neil Linus must be a fast start to pin the defenders back. Let's play with pace. People might say that this is an old-fashioned kind of thing to to adopt, but that's exactly what I was saying, Neil. You know, go with Frimpong, go with Laxalt, get them, you know, actually attacking the channels and nullifying the two fullbacks who I reckon are two of the three um, best players in the Rangers side, the other one being Kent um, as well. Now, Maddie uh, Haston thinks that we're going to win 4 nothing. What do you reckon then? What do you reckon uh, the score will be? We don't actually know how many players will be out. Uh, MMP disagree with me disagrees with me rather in relation to Cham who I've got starting uh, you disagree with that we've got some good options in there haven't we uh, you could even play El Yunusi in there but Turnbull seems to be a very popular choice to be playing in that position as well Kenny Wilson welcome to the show Kenny big Celtic fan and you're commenting on YouTube first time in a while uh, we need to adapt physically they have had the upper hand lately they have haven't they and I sometimes think you know, think back to the times where they have had the upper hand and you look at the players that we've got, I think Duffy's going to be a big part of that, Kenny. We've got a captain there. We've got a captain, you know, uh, for all intents and purposes at the back and um, sometimes when I was looking at uh, Julian and Ayer, Ayer does look like a leader. He does. He does look like a leader, but, you know, Duffy in there is your captain. Brown and McGregor play like captains as well and, um, you know, I think that's going to make a massive difference when we come up against them. Uh, as well Tony Hutton welcome back we have been kicked off the park on numerous occasions this season you know and we're beaten you know it, it almost gives them licence and I hope as I say that uh, our experienced players going back to what Kenny Wilson said there our experienced players can get right on top of that that referee um, from the kick off now Gary Doonan welcome back to the show Gary great to hear from you uh, via Facebook no support doesn't worry me our three worst games last season we're all at home, Rangers, Cluj and FC Copenhagen in front of the full houses, yeah, you're absolutely right what a disappointment all three games were as well uh, Stephen Kelly's coming in with a prediction 5-2 to Celtic, loads of goals I can see I can see uh, there being goals in this game Stephen, Joe Porter disagrees uh, with the amount of goals and is going for 2-0 for 2-0 Celtic um, Tony Hutton wants uh, 100% aggression from the kickoff, get right in their faces absolutely and I also think that there's a couple of players in there um, to name the obvious ones Kent and Morelos who um, you know they've got discipline issues as well will both of them be playing, it's one of these things I focus on Celtic uh, almost exclusively at times like this um, Jerry you're, you're saying that we're missing Mikey Johnson, sometimes there's players that, that we do we do tend to forget about, uh, I'm not saying we've forgotten about him, but it seems a long time since Mikey played. He's going to give us a great option out left. I think like Salt's going to be the first choice out there. Uh, Mikey Johnson uh, may take him a well. I'd love to see Mikey um, going down the same route as players like um, Ryan Christie and uh, Paddy Clamalla in, in relation to the conditioning that both of those players, there was a almost a transformation in those guys that uh, took them to another level. Clamalla now has been um, mentioned in dispatches should he start against Rangers. Could never um, have imagined that last season. Uh, Christie came back, saved his Celtic career and a big part of that was down to the fact that he conditioned himself. So... I, you know, that's one thing I'd like to see with Johnson. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why he's had quite a lot of injuries. The other player that I used to say that about was uh, Lewis Morgan. Far too easily pushed off the ball. Upper body strength had to improve. It didn't. And uh, obviously he's away and he's doing very well, actually. Tony Hutton reckons it'll be 3 nothing, And... Um, We've also got Stephen Kenneth coming in. Celtic strength and depth will be a notable advantage. 3-1 to the hoops. Now, today's uh, Axon Bulletin was in many ways an extra. We don't normally go 
or with bulletins unless we're playing at the weekend. So I hope you enjoyed that. It's been an absolute pleasure for me to engage with everyone again. The Celtic support is out um, in strength. And I hope everybody's all right out there because obviously, you know, with all the other restrictions that are kicking in, you know, there's so many people being affected with that at home, in business, at work. So I hope everybody's all right and um, we can all support each other through this as well. Looking forward to the Rangers game. I'll be back to you tomorrow um, for another short bulletin. So please get involved. I'm not sure exactly when. We normally go for 12.30, but everything's up in the air at the weekend, isn't it? With everything else that's happening. So thanks every single one of you for getting involved. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and get subscribing uh, to A State of Mind on YouTube. Until tomorrow, hail, hail. Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.